Welcome everyone to Retune Radio, a podcast for conscious conversations with the intent of expansion and uplifting. I'm your host, Megan. And I'm your co-host, David. And today we have a very special guest. We have Cindy Gambone here with us. She is a life coach, a Reiki master, an organization specialist, and owner of Organize This. And thank you so much for uh, joining us, Cindy. Oh, my pleasure. And we just kind of wanted to start off with our topic, which is um, space and clearing it, uh, making it, and being a creator. And so our first question for you is, when did you first notice this mind-body connection? Wow. Um, You know, I... I'm going to say probably about 25 years ago when it was just coming about um, to be more spiritual and more connecting and I, I guess my first experience was when I went to my chiropractor for a free night of Reiki mm-hmm. and I was just dumbfounded by how amazing it was and that's when this person who was the Reiki master started teaching me and um, that just opened up a whole new world a whole new healing world for me and mentally physically you know it was just a whole new thing yeah, I love that. And I, I love that you, you know, had talked a lot about, um, you know, energy. And when we talk about Reiki, just for the folks who are tuning in, um, can you just let them know a little bit about how that works? And yeah, yeah. You're, you basically become a channel. Um, everyone can do it. You just mm-hmm. have to open up that crown chakra and your third eye chakra and just let the I guess energy just come through you and just envelop that Mm -hmm. and it just um, you feel it Mm -hmm. you just feel the energy going through you and that just enables you to know where to go on the body Um, but you start at the crown and you move down the chakras when you're doing a a Reiki attunement and basically it's energy it's all energy Mm -hmm. that just goes through you as a channel to wherever it needs to be on the person's body that you're working on or yourself wow yeah and that's so interesting that you said you know it's energy because a lot of people um, that we know personally and that we've been working with um, are just learning how to tap in Mm. and and i love what you said about how it's always there right so there's nothing that you're creating that isn't already there for you it's just bringing that awareness to the knowing that it's there and the trusting that it's there Right. We are energy beings. Mm -hmm. Everything is energy, whether it's a door Mm -hmm. or a floor or a tree or out in nature or in your house. Everything Mm -hmm. is made of energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So does the Reiki kind of like um, it's like you find where the blockages are in people and you help to clear it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, if if I 
am on a person and I work with cancer patients a lot. And sometimes I know where their cancer is and sometimes I don't before I start. But um, I can usually tell when there's a hot spot mm-hmm. or a super cold spot. When there's a hot spot, it's generally inflammation. And when there is a cold spot, it's generally a blockage. So what I do is I don't touch the person when I do Reiki, I'm standing I stand over them and I have my hands over them about an inch to two inches above their parts of their body. So it's that's the good part about it. It's not invasive and I'm not I don't have my hands on you. So so when I feel something heat, I know that there's pain there generally. Mm-hmm. This is my experience now. It's not everyone. Yeah. Um, and I usually hover there and stay there. And I actually move that energy by smooshing it away. I kind of swoosh it away. Mm-hmm. And then I go back to it and I kind of wave around it. And I go back to it until I feel it start to cool down. Then I know I can move to the next spot. That's amazing. What would you recommend for the the folks in the family listening if they wanted to uh, try this on themselves? Or do you have any um, little tips for people if they wanted to experiment or play? Yeah, actually what a great thing to do is rub your hands together until they get a little hot and then hold them about three to four inches apart your hands together and then see and feel where the energy ball is and sometimes you have to expand your hands out further depending on where that energy goes and sometimes you have them almost like a half an inch apart and you're not feeling but play with that when you rub your hands together hold them about three or four inches apart and then play with the ball of light back and forth and just imagine it you know a lot of this is intention Mm -hmm. Um, and if you're in the right headspace, it's your choice mm. to be in the right headspace to try and make this happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I love what you said with the intention because there's so much that we can do and it can happen and change differently when we have that intention. And yeah. David and I experience this a lot, um, you know, being in a partnership, there's days where, um, I, I genuinely and truly and, and actually energetically feel the unconditional love from him. Yeah. And then there's days that I don't feel it. It doesn't mean that yeah. it's not still there. It's just some days the intention is so strong. Mm-hmm. And so I, yeah. I encourage everyone to, you know, try this in your life. Um, observe how the love flows from you um, in a way that's different when you have a strong intention or you have a, a, a strong faith in what it is that you, you're loving. Yeah. Um, I want to go back to something that you said earlier about uh, everything being energy and even our floors, our doors and our furniture and our homes. And this is kind of a nice segue that we can discuss a little bit about the organization work that you're very passionate about. And um, tell us a little bit about that and how that relates to making space physically and energetically. Well, you know, we all have a lot of things in our homes that have been passed down through generations. Some things are from our parents, grandparents, we've had forever. And some of those things give off 
energy. Some of them give off a guilt energy. Don't throw me away or else you're going to be sorry. Some of us give away, give off an energy of love. You, I love this. So you need to keep this. Um, some of the things just, if there's not a, if, if you don't have a place for everything in your home to, to display it, then it's in a box. What good is it? Mm-hmm. That energy, like everything has an energy, so it needs to be valued. Mm-hmm. Or if it's not doing anything for you, get rid of it. Yeah. You know, it's 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 in our homes, depending on what it is we have on our shelves that have been there for 10 years and they're up on the top and they're not dusted. Yeah, we look at them, but we really don't pay attention. It's It's one thing to take your items and actually hold them and feel them and say to yourself, what does this item do for me? Does it make me happy? Does it make me sad? Does it make me angry? And just touch your items and see how they make you feel. And if you have good feelings about them, then you know that you're on the right track to keep them. And if you have a bad feeling about it, then it's time to let that item go. And so many times, you know, I I have a hard time with people who, and I specialize in hoarding, Mm -hmm. and um, a lot of people have problems letting things go that have been brought down for the generations. And that's the biggest problem I find that people have the hardest time getting. It was my mother's, it was my grandmother's. Okay, it's a doily and it's sitting in a drawer. I don't care whose it is. What is that doily doing for you if it's in a drawer? Mm -hmm. If you can't use it and you can't display it, maybe you keep one thing, but you don't keep 50. Right. Yeah. And I tell people a lot, um, take a picture of your items. When my mom passed away and I had 80 years of stuff in her house, I took pictures of every item in her home. And now I have a little album of about 300 pages, a little six by six album that I did on chat books. And that item, that book shows me everything, but I don't have any of those items anymore. I just have the book. So when I want to remember that item, I go to the book and I look through and I it's like going to her house mm-hmm. and looking at everything, but yet it's not clogging up my energy space. Right. You know, I that's, that. yeah, that's interesting because it's also like a good lesson in looking in at ourselves at how attached are we to people and yeah. things. And I think yeah. that what you do for people and what you practice yourself is a really good, um, is a really good practice in releasing attachment and realizing like this object is not this person and whether I hold on to it or not it's not going to either bring them back or make me necessarily feel better you know it might even be making them feel worse on some level so it's it's really cool that you do that for people yeah thank you and um you know just speaking personally Um, David and I have always caught a little flack for our lifestyle and our, um, I I don't like using labels, but I would identify, resonate a little bit with this minimalist movement um, where the things in our house are very practically used and we don't have 
things that aren't practically being used. And we do have things for aesthetic purposes, but they usually have a significant meaning behind it and we gaze upon it and it brings us back to a time where we were, you know, in a different country or something like that. And even that to me can be a little dangerous because what it's doing is it's taking me out of the present. And wishing that we were back doing that trip right in that market where we right. got that statue or whatever. So yeah. it's really interesting how how much energy and how much we are being um, pulled emotionally by physical, tangible things. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and it is a choice, right, to stay in the past with it or continue in the present moment with it and maybe not wish you were there back there but say wasn't that a great time mm -hmm. look where we are now right and along with your organization um of clearing certain things out for people and helping them to release you know their attachments for lack of a better word um it's it seems like you also incorporate some feng shui into what you do as well can you elaborate on that a little bit yeah the feng shui has a lot to do with direction um, and there's a thing called a Bagua chart and um, the Bagua chart lays out each room for you where the door is and to the right of you, to the center of the room, to the left of you. And it's a really cool chart to notice and just put the chart in front of you and see where things are like the, the wealth corner, where the wealth corner is and where the... Um, school and children and play area is where the earth area is where the love area is in a room and then put items in that space in each part of the room that would enhance that uh space for instance geese always pair in <clears throat> geese always pair up mm -hmm. and they're always in two so in your love corner it would be great to have a picture on the wall or something of two geese flying together if that's the aesthetic you want okay. aesthetic you want or um two pink crystals uh in in a in the love corner and in the wealth corner you may want to have some coins you know it, it, it just it's enhancement ritualistic but and totally not necessary you can also just envision these things in your room but feng shui just clears the chi so chi is an energy force that flows through your rooms and if and for my hoarders who have little goat paths it's really hard to have chi moving through therefore your body and your mental state keeps you locked because the chi isn't able to move freely through your home. Mm. Yeah, so little and little to, to nothing in the way from a door to a window. And when you open the door and you open the window, the air flows through, that's called chi. And, and if there's blockages from furniture or things or dust, it's always going to have a negative impact on the feeling that you get when you walk into your home. Yeah, I can attest to that. I mean, I've walked into rooms before and just felt like, you know, smaller and cluttered and just, you know, not expansive. Whereas there's other times that yeah. you walk into a different room and you feel that expansion and yes. opening. Like, 
and I and I tell, yeah, and I tell my people all the time, stand by your front door or the door that you use the most. How do you physically feel when you open that door and when you walk in? If it's a tightness, then you know something's not right, and you don't need feng shui for it. You just need to know, okay, what's wrong here? All right, let's just let's just open this up a little bit and see. What is making me feel not good in my home right now? What's making me feel this way? And then just walk through and take a look and say, you know, I don't like that over there. It, it's just making me feel yucky, you know? So right. then re, re, <laughs> remove it and see how right. you feel after that. Yes, I love that because that is so um, in, in line with our bodies and our minds as well. And we see this with like our, our thought patterns it's like, is this serving me in any way? Is this making me feel good in any way? And if it isn't, we have to look at it. Yeah. And we it's, have to let it go. It's noticing. It's paying attention. Yeah, it's that's really just paying attention. Yeah. yeah, that's really great because between the Reiki and the Feng Shui organization, it seems like you're a big message that you convey to both yourself and others is like, just stop and take a moment and check in you know whether it's internally or it's in your surroundings in the room that you're in just check in and just observe how you feel yeah right and um a funny story about that is when david and i first got together i was very adamant about keeping the surfaces clear like if we had a table i didn't want things on it because for me when i look at a space that has a lot of things piled up I can't, um, I can't flow. My creative, my creativity gets uh, hindered. And so I, it took me a while to even realize that that's what, what I was feeling because I would just see something on a table and I'd be like, oh my God, it has to get off of there. <laughs> but the reason was, was because I wanted to sit down and create there. And I had to actually like convey that properly, right? So this goes back to like knowing what it is so that you can, you can express it. Because when we don't know what it is, we can't express it. And then others think we're, you know, nuts, but it's not <laughs> being nuts. It's just, it's just knowing like what it is that you need in your home to feel your optimal wealth and wellness and also feeling that space for creativity. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've always been like a habitual, you know, piler of random crap on the <laughs> Um, and I never really was in tune enough to notice how it feels, but anytime I pile stuff, as soon as Megan cleans it and organizes it, I feel right away better. And it's like, oh wow, that looks so nice and feels so clean. So it's like, it's <laughs> been a really good lesson for me in how to stop just piling crap in random places. Because <laughs> yes. it really does feel better. Oh yeah, David has his his like organization, I must say is like quite a large up level for him from when we met, you know, seven, eight years ago, because I, I, I like he said, I don't think he quite realized what was what he was actually feeling when he was creating his space the way he was creating his spaces and going back to that intention right so he started having intention with where he was placing things and his mind um actually received the benefits yeah, yeah. absolutely good for you that you noticed yeah. it yeah. and um so we have uh two ways of making space we have that reiki energy space we have physical making of space via our things in our home and then we have the coaching that you do as well 
Um, so how does that tie in to this whole space making piece? Well, you know, coaching in general takes you from where you are right now to where you want to be. Mm -hmm. um, it's not therapy and coaching doesn't really deal with this backstory. Mm -hmm. Coaching deals with what's happening right now. How are you feeling? What are your emotions? What's going on in your life that's keeping you from being your 100% you? And not, not only that, it's also taking the time to celebrate things that are happening. So coaching also is a lot of celebration of where you are right now. And just saying, congratulations, look where you are right now. And where, you know, where it's where you were before is not that important. How are you feeling right now? How do you feel today? And right now, you might be feeling ecstatic because it's fall and the air is crisp and everything is wonderful. So take a moment and breathe that in. Go out and stand out there on the ground in your bare feet and just get grounded and celebrate the fact that you're here and that everything is wonderful in this moment mm. we don't worry about the future really we don't worry about the past where are you now and if you're having some kind of a blockage or you're stuck then we use you know a way of of expanding your perspective and changing your perspective and reframing to if if you're stuck like if you're stuck in a job that you don't love okay what do you want Right. Wow. And that's, let's work on getting it what you do want. Yeah. That's such a powerful question to ask yourself. What do I want? Yeah. So many people don't feel worthy right. of having everything. And you can have everything. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. I love that. One of, um, one of the calls I did recently, um, I said, so what, what would you like more of? And she said, I want everything that I desire. And I was like, <laughs> that is, that is it girl. Yeah. <laughs> that is it. Like that is the ultimate request. And if we all just said, and I give myself permission to ask for that. Yes. And that is so important to know that you are worthy, you are enough, mm. and you can have everything you desire. It's your choice mm -hmm. to have that mindset. Mm. Wow, that is powerful work. It's hard work. <laughs> it is, it is. And but it's necessary work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just going back to that, like stopping and slowing down and looking intently yep um so oh uh, one thing i wanted to say about that is you had mentioned coaching is not therapy and i really yes. enjoy that because um you know david and i have we've you know definitely been to therapy we've been to couples therapy but we've also been to therapy on our own and my only um wish with therapy with western therapy is that they didn't keep you in the past so much 
Yeah. Right. That there was that. So for us, like with the things that we like to work with, we like to use the past as a gauge and maybe take a little bit of information from the past. But then we take that to move us forward, not to stay there and be stuck in it. Right. And that would be my only gripe with Western psychology is that, um, you know, just speaking of, of a personal story, David and I found that we had, um, you know, when David was going through his health, um, the, the, I was the sole driver. And what we found was that David was very controlling about how I was driving. <laughs> and my main emotional pattern is I do not like being controlled. Now, that could have come from my childhood, sure, but there, Western psychology doesn't take into account past lives. Western culture doesn't take into account soul lineage and the things that your soul has been through countless lives till now. So when I was dealing with David and his control, immediately the therapist was like, well, tell me about your father's relationship. Was he very controlling with you? And I was like, well, yeah, he was, but they were, they were really focused on that, that that was the main reason. But for me, I knew that it was something more. Mm -hmm. And I knew that there had to have been something in my past life that was showing up again in this life. And so that's, that would be my only, and you might have experience with this as well, is, you know, using the past to show us something, but not necessarily living there. Right. Absolutely. And so, um, speaking of, you know, unconditioning the conditioning, which is a lot about looking at things and understanding, you know, where we've been limiting ourselves and where we've been placing conditions on ourselves. Um, you just finished a 10 week course with us, one of our retunes, and we wanted to have you, if you'd be willing to share a little bit about your experience. Absolutely. I would love to. Um, if this course gave me so many tools for my toolbox mm -hmm. in life, um, with my coaching, with my organization, with my, with my relationships, particularly, I show up a lot differently since I've had this course and my biggest takeaways, I guess, from it was the, the, what you called the voice, mm -hmm. you know, and that's venting, ownership, intimacy, compassion, and empathy mm -hmm. in that order. And I noticed that the difference between venting and, and dumping now, mm -hmm. which I didn't know before mm -hmm. when I would have a problem, I'd say, Oh my God, this person did this or Oh my blah, 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 blah. But now I totally reframe that, reframe it by when I do speak to someone that I want to either discuss something with or have a situation about, I will say, I will ask this person if they, I have a vent, do you have space for me? Mm -hmm. And it takes, it takes them a moment. They're like, what? <laughs> 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 but it's so important to communicate before you just throw up this stuff mm. and that space. Sometimes they have the space and sometimes they don't, but a lot of times they do have the space and it throws them off. So <laughs> they're like, uh, uh, okay, sure. Mm -hmm. 
And then you begin your vent, not a dump, but your vent. And then you say, thank you. But then you own it because most of the time when I do have this situation, it's the ego that gets in there. Mm-hmm. Taming the ego. Right. Um, and and everything that happens to us starts with us. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So if you, you know, like, if you've ever noticed if there's a problem, you are there. <laughs> right. And you say, wait a minute, how how can this be my problem? But it's you've attracted it. And I'm not gonna say laws of attraction and you attracted someone smashing your car, but in a way, something happened and you have to be responsible for it and take ownership of it and just decide that you're gonna deal with it. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, it's 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 just being aware. Yes. So that's what that taught me. Um, that was a powerful tool. Um, and soil to soul emotions, very, very, very important to address. A soil emotion would be conditional love. And a soul emotion would be to take that un- that conditional love and make it unconditional love. And so many times in my life, I didn't think I did this, but I did where I'm, I will only be happy when this happens. Mm-hmm. Instead, you turn it around and say, I am happy now because it's my choice to be happy now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not that you're being Alice in Wonderland. It's just that you decide you have a choice. So choose. I used to say this to my kids all the time, and now they say it back to me. And I laugh because it sounds so stupid. Choose your choice. Mm-hmm. And it's like, just something so simple. Choose your choice. <laughs> yeah. And that's, so now my both my kids say it and I'm like, oh, wait, that sounds so dumb. But they understand it. Yeah. You know? And and also um, being able to reflect on that choice as well. When you're standing in that choice, you know, is that your truth or is it a truth of somebody else's? Yeah. Yes, Absolutely. Absolutely. And the other thing that I just love about this course was creating, and I love to call it the double A battery, the double A meaning align action battery. I mean, how many times have we had in our relationships, no time for each other? Mm -hmm. Or how many times have we decided to make that time? So now my husband and I, every Friday night, we get together when it's nice on the porch and we have no phones. We have just the two of us. We just talk, we chat, we do whatever. And it could be for 45 minutes. It could be for 15 minutes. It could be for an hour, but it's a designated choice to create that battery because that aligned action battery just chooses. It it just recharges your battery. I like that. Yeah. And so I love the AA battery. It's just so uplifting and so good to say, let's just spend this time together. And in, and when I do it, I just feel like, ah, oh. mm. because we are t- just creating more love for ourselves together and, as a, and as getting a what we want too, right? Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I love. 
about this course is everybody gets what they want mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> because they are reflecting on what you are putting out mm. and when you put out the positive energy and the positive vibe you're gonna get that back somehow Yeah, and it's kind of funny because it goes back to that whole like permission, right? Like, so we have to give ourselves permission to be be with our partners yes. and give ourselves permission to allow our partners to show up how they're showing up. And it was within us always to be able to make that choice, whether we were going to show up with support and love or we were going to show up in a way that we were always wanting them to be different are always wanting the situation to be different. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when we talk about bringing things back into alignment, it's just simply making that space for each other and then being present with what's showing up. Right, yeah. right. And we all have to accept our significant others and our family members and just let them be who they are and be okay with that. Yeah, and that's a big reflection in the world right now, in the collective right now. Um, you know, can we just accept people as they come? It's a work in progress. It is, yeah. yeah. Very cool. And um, as far as the, the movement goes, do you feel like the movements and the poses and the things that we did from the yogic and um, Chinese medicine perspective were... Um, beneficial in the course as well oh absolutely i mean when you break down and start with each chakra and move through them and really explain what is happening and use the movement and the breath work with it every time every week we did another chakra and every week that for the rest of the week i felt a clearance mm -hmm. in that area mm -hmm. So what's great is to have these on docks and be able to go through it again whenever I need it mm -hmm. and yeah. just um, just recall it. And I have everything written down, but sometimes because I have a, a diary from the whole 10 weeks that I have just for that. So it's nice to flip through every now and then and say, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we are always big proponents of writing down, like taking our own notes, right? Because a lot is said and a lot comes up. And then having you be able to integrate it into your life now and make it your own um, is where we really like to see and check back in because it's like what shows up for you now by doing this work? Yeah. So much, so much of an awakening more than anything else it's just oh yeah of course you know it's there all the time but we have to be aware of it right. to really to really project it out into the world it, it, it's just one of those things that needs to be built upon mm. yeah. and anything you can have in your life it in be in a growth mindset and and we for the kids we call it the brick brain and the bubblegum brain <laughs> and we always say this to the to the kids be don't be a don't use your brick brain now what would your bubblegum brain have to say about this and that changes their perspective and we all have to sometimes go back to 
the growth mindset or the fixed mindset. You're one or the other. And I prefer to be growth mindset because it's, I use that bubble gum brain. I'd rather make a big giant bubble than, than hit my head against the bricks. Yeah, and I love that analogy as well because in a way it's like the brick is the ego and the bubble gum is the higher self. Absolutely. Like this, this contraction yeah. and expansion. It's just more fun to say it like that because I'm sure, yep. you know, kids, they always have, they you love know, their the, bubble gum. the imagination is always more fun, you know, with the kids. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So. Um, my last question would be if you could give anyone um, advice about wanting to, um, you know, to move forward in any way, whether it's with whether it's with us or with you, what would you say to guide someone if they were like, I don't know what to do? Um, I would say start small mm. and just start by opening up your your brain to new ideas that you may have not thought about before. Just try and be open. Um, it's always good to have those tools in your toolbox. And you guys were so great at getting it out there and, and using it and having giving me homework and making me accountable, but in such a loving way and a fun way. Um, try this, you know, and do this and see how it works during the week. And, and it always was so enlightening and uplifting that who wouldn't want to do it? I mean, it's, I would take the course again, if I could right now, just to keep it going. And because we miss talking to you every week. <laughs> I know, I know, I miss you too. But it's just, whenever you can do to be more cerebral and to get that energy moving, no matter what it is, just be open. Mm. Just be open to change and open to becoming all you can be. Right. Yeah, I love that. And also, like you were, like we were talking about with with your work that you do, is just be mindful of what's going on with you right now in this moment. Yes. You know, always right check now. in and see how you're feeling and see maybe where you're blocked or where you can make some space. And that's the perfect um, metaphor is check in. Yeah. Self-check. I mean, there's also something called the colors. Like, what color are you right now? Mm. Are you are you orange? Are you red? Are you yellow? I and mean, what color are you? What, what, what color is your emotion right now? Is it dark brown? Is it blue is it you know so checking in with yourself on an hourly basis is really important mm -hmm. and that gives us permission to be with ourselves and say how am I feeling right now what do I need mm. what do I need yeah and that if we stay still long enough the answer will come mm -hmm. whether it's retune or whether it's organization or Reiki or going outside and taking a walk and just being in nature. Mm -hmm. um, those answers will come if we quiet our minds enough to really listen. Mm -hmm. Yes, I love that. Well, we thank you so much for sharing with us. And as always, we give um, you know much love to our mentors that came before us, um, our two uh, beloved mentors, uh, Kirti and Shofar. A lot of this is um, you know joined with a lot of the work that they're doing. 
And it's just a really beautiful thing to be a part of this type, type of community of people doing this work. And yeah. that's one thing I posted recently with the energy of the collective, you know, just being what it was these past few days. I honestly felt so safe in this world at that time because I look around me at the community that I'm in and the people that I surround myself with and I just see creators. I see people being fully expressed. I see people healing themselves and putting in the work to heal and I just can't help but feel safe in a world like that. And then to take that even more in a micro way, I feel safe within myself because I am showing up this way. So having that solace in ourselves and our community, you know, our tribe is is really valuable, especially in times of, you know, unknown or when that fear creeps in. Yeah. Yes. Very important. So thank you for being part of our tribe. Yeah, thanks. For well, thank <laughs> you for being part of my tribe. Sharing your, your wisdom with us, Sin. Yes. And if you are interested in having an online session with Cindy, you can find her on Instagram, right? And what's your yep. your Instagram? Uh, um, uh, organize this and more. Okay. And then your website is that. And my website is www.organizethisandmore.com. All right. And she's doing everything online right now. So um, we can even give her a shout out. We had our little baby kitty going through his his post-surgery, his post-neuter surgery, and we received some kitty Reiki. And I will be very clear that this cannot be, you can't make this up. Uh, his his energy and his, his whole um, state of being shifted and we only did two sessions so we highly recommend her and yeah. check her out and then as always if you're interested in the work that we do y'all know where to find us and yeah so thank you guys so much for tuning in today um, if you have any questions you can please comment um, below on the podcast and one of us will answer you back all right. Well, thank you so much. You're thank welcome. you, Cindy. Have okay. A, have a beautiful day. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.